Well, of course, you know, the the tentacles of what we're talking about go everywhere. It's beyond sex. The FDA has become a political joke. People are complaining about drugs, drug prices, drug pharmaceutical dependency. You know, it, it, Lack of safety. Yeah, all mm-hmm. the stuff about, oh, what's your mood? Hey, maybe you're bipolar. Try mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't believe the advertising that's allowed. So we have this general picture. And then here we have you, voice in the wilderness. <laughs> I mean, what... What do you think is going to be a tipping point where there really is a genuine backlash of people who say enough? You know, I, I this is all wrong, and we've really got to change the way we're looking at this. I mean, where because right now I feel very, very isolated, marginalized. I mean, it's easier yeah. to get uh, an organic meal mm-hmm. uh, than it is to have a public discussion about mental and sexual health that doesn't involve some ludicrous drug regime. To me, some kind of sexual education campaign, some kind of idea of sexuality education that includes media literacy, that includes consumer literacy, so that people are prepared for the sex of the 21st century in a way that they're not now. You know, what little sex education we managed to have before the Republicans, you know, sat on it with, with their with their big asses and their big corporate bags, we had sex education that was, a lot of it was about what we used to call organ grinding, right? You know, the uterus <laughs> is connected to the fallopian Who tubes. Who calls it that? That's cool. I like that. <laughs> well, I guess it was because it was all about reproduction, mm-hmm. a lot of it. You know, how how the baby is born. That was, ex- and then maybe we added a little bit to it about, you know, children discover themselves and masturbation, and then they go through dating, and then they're infatuated, and then there's some age-related changes. But there wasn't anything about the culture. There wasn't anything about understanding attraction and why attraction uh, doesn't always work out the way you think. I mean, remember Clinton Lewinsky. To me, this was such a, a um, clear moment. And that was before this, you know, huge Republican thing. But That was, what, 97? Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was going to be the great opportunity for public education about oral sex and about the attractions of power and why would he be attracted to her? Why is her she attracted to him? Why are they attracted to oral sex? I thought we might have a really interesting uh, conversation about that. No, there was no interesting conversation. All there was was moralism. Mm-hmm. And it was either moralism about bad people doing things or it was moralism about sick people. You know, either Clinton was bad or he was sick. I mean, those were like the only two choices, as opposed to something a little bit more complicated, a little bit more nuanced, a little bit more sophisticated. But that's the kind of sex education that I think we could have in this country, in this world, Mm -hmm. where we'd have lots of examples, you know, historical examples, contemporary examples, celebrity examples, private examples, clinical examples, non-clinical examples. There's lots of material, but we have to recognize that it's not just organ grinding. You know, it's it's a comprehensive cultural discourse that we have to talk about. 